It's almost always known simply as Woodstock. But the museum at Bethel Woods in New York State, located on the grounds of the 1969 Woodstock and Art Fair, has opened its special exhibit for 2022, and it is titled And Art Fair, reminding us of the full name of the festival. And Art Fair takes a look into elements of Woodstock that don't often take center stage. It's an interactive display highlighting the forgotten elements that hold great significance in the overall narrative of Woodstock. The art gallery will showcase current research work done by the museum's team and showcase pieces made for and at Woodstock by artists and festival attendees. What was once viewed as trash left behind by Woodstock attendees at Max Yasger's farm is now a window into one of the most influential music festivals in history, said Neil Hitch, senior curator at the museum at Bethel Woods. Bethel Woods will be exploring the issues and lessons of the 60s in the hopes of inspiring people, especially young folks, to contribute positively to the world in the here and now and in the future. There is something of that spirit in the upcoming Love and Peace exhibition this weekend at the Duteau Museum and Art Gallery in Delaware Water Gap, featuring art that captures the mood and idealism of the 1960s and 70s. The show is being mounted and curated by artists Jill Swersey and Jack Swersey of the Poconos as an exhibition and as an event. The show will include work by nearly 20 artists, including their own pieces. We had a chance to speak by phone with Jack and with Jill about their work and how they've decided to celebrate peace, love, and rock and roll. I'm originally from uh, Long Island, New York, and I moved up here in uh, about 1984. I was an entertainer back then. I performed a comedy juggling show for 35 years before I retired eight years ago. I work with a lot of big stars, and I've been on TV. Uh, I moved up here because at the time, in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of resort work up here. And it was quite often that, you know, I would do 120 dates a year up here. So, you know, that got me up here. You know, Jill has been an artist in the area for probably 25 or 30 years. So, you know, I was very uh, much aware of the art scene here. When she retired, I got involved with the Pocono Arts Council. I got on the board. I was on their board of directors. And about a year after I retired, I, I felt stifled creatively. And Jill had suggested that I, I get myself a camera and, and do some work with the camera. So I did. And, you know, the rest is uh, history, as they say. I, I latched on to some uh, artwork that people seemed to like. And it became uh, more and more prevalent in, in what I did in the area. Well, that sounds like a natural evolution. And I do think, maybe I'm wrong, that people who have a real innate comic sense have a real creative way, an innovative way of seeing the world, both figuratively and literally. So I can imagine you have quite a wonderful eye. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of my work is funny. Uh, a lot of people have said that you can tell I was a comedian because, you know, my, my work always expresses or says something. At least usually it does. I set up scenes with props and I shoot the scenes. So, you know, I'm telling a story with everything I do. And, you know, I've gone through many different series. I started out doing 
what I called the shadow series, which is where I was setting up scenes, shining light on it, and, and shooting the shadows. And even back then, those images told a story of sorts, some of it humorous, some of it not. Then I got into some whimsical work, which was basically funny. I'm constantly changing. You know, I'll go strong with one topic for a while. I got very political during the four years of you-know-what in this country. And uh, I was very successful with that, luckily. And I actually did my own show at the Duto Museum, where we're doing our upcoming show, you know, about, well, it was the, the weekend right before the election. So, you know, after that, it's where do I go next? Then I had other, other series along the way. And then finally, we worked our way into the uh, love and peace idea. Jill, tell us about your work now. Jack said I've only been doing art for like 20 years. I've been actually doing it for 40 years. Also, I've been teaching art for almost 29 years, and that has made me a better artist just by teaching. Do you tend to landscapes? Do you tend to abstractions? No, I I mostly like to do people. Not a portrait, per se, although I've done portraits. Like people who are, you know, at the farmer's market or people who are doing something. I don't necessarily have to see their face. It's more like people doing something, telling a story, riding in a convertible with their dog, or people wearing hats, or people at the beach. I have done landscapes. I've done still lifes. I got kind of bored with them. I, I, I think people is the thing I like to do the most. The same medium, or do you work in varied ways? Well, mostly oils, although I've done acrylics and, and watercolors. But, but I, I like my favorite is oils. And this is quite a community, isn't it, in terms of the number of artists in and around the Poconos? Yeah, I think we're very lucky that way. We really have a wonderful group of artists. Everybody's pretty supportive of each other. And the Art Council has been growing, especially since they've moved to their new new gallery. And it's really a nice art community. We have a lot of people who really help each other and get together when there's an art opening. And everybody tries to support each other, as far as I can say. Well, now we go to this show. What do you say is the impetus for this now? Well, this actually has been an idea of Jill's for quite a while. But when we started to talk about it more, we decided that something in the the 1960s and 70s would be very interesting. And, of course, that is the era, you know, where we were all very idealistic about love and peace and all that is good. And the more I talked to people about it, the more it proved that it would be a, a good show. And You know, we're getting a lot of good feedback. I think people in our demographics, mine and Jill's, are very attracted to this idea because that was a a, a different time. We were all young and impressionable at that time. Did you put out a general call? How did you get your roster? Well, we had several people that we knew we wanted to work with, and we we asked them. A couple of people came to us and, and showed us some work that would be perfect for the show. But we picked people who we thought already had work in this realm or could certainly come up with work like we're looking for. And in the end, we we actually wound up with just 18 other artists, and each of them are putting in one or two pieces of their work. And Jill and I will have much more than that because we've been focused on this for the last six months. Originally, I wanted it to be love and peace and kindness, but we didn't go with the kindness part, but beyond that, too. When you say love and peace for a certain generation, it just evokes the peace sign and and Woodstock and all of those things. As a matter of fact, we're telling people to put their bell bottoms on and wear their peace signs and all this stuff. 
And people are actually going out and looking for things to wear for the show. You did strike a chord. Well, yeah, everybody's looking forward to it. And I think we're going to have a really big turnout. And then we have Roy Ramos, Marie Madden's husband. He's going to be singing music from the 60s. (laughs) Love and peace and rock and roll. It wouldn't be a love and peace celebration in the spirit without the music. Now tell us how you're approaching the theme for the show. Well, I did one painting of this couple in a van with their two dogs, a Volkswagen van, and instead of the Volkswagen sign, it's a peace sign, and then the driver's license says love. And then I have another one of these two kids with balloons with the words peace and love and kindness and stuff, and that one's called Teach Your Children Well. And then I have another one where there are couples and their dogs sitting looking up at a moon, and in the moon there's a peace sign. Another one I'm doing was a uh, mother and daughter in a a museum looking at a a painting of just a peace sign. And the title of that one is Imagine, I think. Oh, there was an older couple standing there putting their hands in a peace sign with peace t-shirts on with a big peace on the back, and it's called It Never Gets Old. Give our listeners a description of some of the pieces you might have, Jack. You know, what I did is I started buying a lot of the embroidered patches from the era, like make music, not war, love, peace, you know, peace signs and things like that. Volkswagens were real big at the time. And of course, you know, guitars. And what I do through editing is create uh, something that looks pretty psychedelic, I would have to say. A lot of color. Obviously, the message is always going to be about love and peace. I'm looking now, I see uh, I have a peace sign patch. It's a hand with the peace sign, and uh, that's a good one. But I created a piece called Peace Pipe, which is a, a marijuana pipe being held in the two fingers that are forming the V of peace, and that's called Peace Pipe. You know, I've got some aliens, too. I found some patches, some embroidered patches of aliens, and I thought that would good. I created a piece called Universal Love, Universal Peace, so stuff like that. It's, it's work that nobody has ever seen before. How will the event unfold? The way it's set up at the Duto Museum and Gallery in Delaware Water Gap is we're going to have three tents outside, three canopies, and, you know, two of them will have food, and then one of them will have a stage with, with Roy performing in it. And then, of course, the gallery inside, there's two nice-sized rooms, and there'll be about probably about 60 pieces of art. Including Liz Tilly, who is a member of the WVIA staff and lives in the Poconos. I, I will say that she will have the most memorable piece in the show, and people are going to absolutely love it, and it's just going to really make this show that much better. So I'm anxious to see it. She's got to rent a, a truck to bring it over. Nobody knows how much energy goes into organizing something like this, so... You really must have wanted to do it, and you must have been met with enthusiasm as you've been describing people's responses. You know, we, we've done other events in the past, other big shows, and all of our shows, we like to think, are not just your average art show. We make events, and, you know, we did, uh, well, we did an anti-gun show, and that was huge. That was huge. Not only did we have artwork, but we had some theatrical events attached to it that, you know, made people cry. It was sad. We had victims of gun violence speaking and not a dry eye in the house when, when, when this was going on. It was just a very, very moving event. 
Then Jill and I together did a uh, black and white show where all her paintings were black and white. And, and I had an interesting series in black and white. And we had everybody dressing up in black and white. And everybody did. Jill had a, a show at the Duto, all her paintings with women in hats. It was all about hats. And everybody wore hats to the show. Oh, and the polka. She just had this big show at the Madeline Powers Art Gallery at ESU, East Strasburg University. And everybody came dressed. It was a polka dot show. All her paintings, the, the women in it had polka dots. And everybody wore polka dots. So, you know, we like to think that what we do is more than just a show. It's a big party. And everybody's going to dress up in, in stuff from the 60s. So there, it really is a case where art can make a difference, you think? I really do think that a healthy art community is good for the whole community. You know, it brings people together. Uh, people love art. They, you know, they need it. So we're, I really think it's, it's good for the whole community to get involved in the arts. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, we see people at our events that we see at no other art events in town. This is going to be, I keep saying, and... I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm full of myself, but this is going to be the, the most memorable and the most well-attended art show of the year. I see that we meet again. Hmm. Ooh, Jimi Hendrix. We are speaking with the artists Jack Swersey and Jill Swersey, and they are about to launch an event, an exhibition, this weekend at the Duteau Museum and Art Gallery in Delaware Water Gap, and they're inviting us to attend. It's called Love and Peace, and it will feature art that captures the mood and the spirit of the 60s and 70s. And they are mounting the show and curating it. Their work will be featured, but as we heard Jack say, there are more than 18 artists or around 18 artists joining them. now. The opening is on May 21st from 6 to 9, so that's Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. And you're encouraged to wear 60s and 70s attire, if you like. Food and wine will be served, and there will be music by Roy Ramos from the era. And also, if you can't get there on the 21st for the opening, the gallery will have the show up through Sunday, May 22nd, and they will be open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So that's Love and Peace. It's an exhibition at the Toe Museum and Art Gallery in Delaware Water Gap with an artist reception Saturday, May 21st, this Saturday, 6 to 9 p.m., and the gallery will also be open Sunday, May 22nd from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. To find out more information, you can check Facebook, facebook.com slash jack dot Swersey, S-W-E-R-S-I-E. So it's facebook.com slash jack dot S-W-E-R-S-I-E, love and peace, and some rock and roll. The Duteau Museum and Art Gallery is located at 24 Main Street in Delaware, Water Gap. And again, opening reception 6 to 9 this Saturday and extra hours on Sunday, May 22nd, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Facebook.com slash Jack dot Swersey, S-W-E-R-S-I-E.